Welcome to the Emotional Wealth Podcast, hosted by certified financial planner, Lon W. Broski. Every two weeks, Lon discusses the current most relevant topics in today's financial climate. He will share with you his insights from 20 plus years of experience that he has found is most important in accomplishing your financial goals. Topics include the equity markets, saving and investing for your goals, the impact on your financial plan as it relates to current events, and more. Now, here is your host of Emotional Wealth, Lon Broski. So welcome to episode nine of Emotional Wealth. My name is Lon Broski. I'm a certified financial planner with Pines Wealth Management in St. Louis. And remember, the reason why we want to do these podcasts are very simple. We want to help educate our listeners so that they make better, more intelligent financial decisions, which ultimately help keep them on track with their financial goals. And so today we want to talk about hiring a financial advisor. And really, I I want to focus on perhaps questions that you might think about asking that potential advisor. Because how that advisor is going to advise you is of great importance, have to be on the same page with your advisor. Otherwise, you're not going to follow his or her recommendations. And if those recommendations aren't followed, then potentially you could fall short of your financial goals. We want to make sure that first and foremost, you and your advisor are on the same page. But before we do that, let's start with a quote, because you know that I always like to start these podcasts with a quote. And today's quote comes to us from Mark Twain. And he says, let us endeavor to live that when we come to die, even the undertaker will be sorry. Love that quote. I've seen it many times before, and every single time I read it, I absolutely love it. So today's podcast, what should you be asking your advisor? And, and I would like to even take a step back before you develop the list of questions to ask your advisor. How do you know you need a financial advisor? Well, you know, that's a tough question because in today's world, you can find information readily available at your fingertips 24-7. And that to me is absolutely amazing. It's amazing to think about that. So information is not the problem. We can find it anywhere. You can Google it, right? And that's where a financial advisor can really make the difference because anybody can Google what life insurance is. But what types of life insurances do I need? Because there's advantages and disadvantages of each. And making that decision can be tough. So depending upon your particular financial situation, and, and maybe it's complex, maybe it's a, it's a financial situation to where we have a lot of family dynamics going on. Maybe I'm getting, uh, I've got divorced recently, I'm getting remarried, or I'm retiring, or I've got parents that that I'm now having to to take care of, both financially and physically. Those are all dynamics that happen in our financial lives that we may need to seek advice for. So if you do determine that you do need financial advice, or you at least feel comfortable seeking financial advice, where do you start? Well, a starting point for me would be to ask your friends, ask family members. Ask your fellow employees. 
that's a great starting point. Another resource would be to visit cfp.net. CFP is Certified Financial Planner. The reason why a certified financial planner is so important is because in order to become a certified financial planner, number one, you have to have a minimum of two years worth of experience and you have to pass a series of qualifying tests that give you the knowledge in order to advise clients on their particular financial planning goals. So cfp.net has a list of certified financial planner professionals in your area. So that would be another resource. But once I've identified three or four different advisors, either through recommendations or going to the cfp.net website, the next step is to develop a list of questions that you're going to ask each advisor. And these questions are going to be the same for each advisor. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. I want to give you an idea what some of those questions would be, because when I think about hiring a financial advisor, and really when I think about advising my clients, I always try and put myself in their shoes. Going into this first interview with the advisor, this is your time. This is your time to interview the advisor to see if it's going to be a good fit. And if that advisor immediately goes into any recommendations or gives you ideas on what you should be doing in that first initial meeting, I myself would be running in a different direction. I myself would be ending that meeting right then and there because that advisor should be finding out about you. You should be finding out about that advisor to see if you can work together and it could be a successful relationship. So going into that first interview, let's talk about that. Couple of questions. The first question that I would ask that advisor is what are their philosophies going to be in advising you? Whether it be your investments, whether it be your insurance, whether it be your retirement, whether it be your estate, how, what are the advisor's personal philosophies? How will they advise you in good times and how will they advise you in bad times? Because your financial plan is going to go through ups and downs. That's how life is. Life is never even keeled. There's always moments of panic. There's moments of calm. How is your advisor going to advise you in those times? Will the portfolio be designed for both good times and bad times? Or is there going to be a change in that advisor's recommendations depending upon the environment. Anybody's portfolio can do well in good times. But the best written financial plans also prepare for the bad times. So that's an important first step in interviewing that advisor. What are their philosophies? Because The great advisors not only help you with investment strategies, they also help you emotionally with your financial plan because the the, the issue at hand for you seeking financial advice is going to be your emotions. Managing your emotions is going to be the hardest aspect of your financial plan. It's going to be the hardest aspect of your investment plan, of your allocation. Because the emotions at some 
point in time in your financial life are going to catch up with you. And you don't know when it's going to happen, but at some point in time, you're going to become emotional. That advisor can help you remove those emotions and help you make good, intelligent, educational decisions when your emotions are advising you on decisions that aren't in your best interest. So the great advisors will will help you do that as well. So that should be part of their investment philosophy is behavioral finance is a big aspect of of what I do for, for my clients because your behavior within your financial plan has a lot to do with the outcomes that you experience in that financial plan. Very important to know your advisor's philosophies in advising you. Another important question you can ask is, how are you going to communicate with your advisor? Will you communicate directly with your advisor? Because no matter the questions that you have, whether they're big or whether they're small, you want to be able to have access to your advisor. And do they prefer email? Do they prefer phone calls? Do they prefer text messages? Can they receive text messages? How do you prefer to communicate with your advisor? Do you prefer phone calls? Do you prefer emails? And if you do communicate with your advisor, is it going to be 24 hours? Is it going to be 48 hours? Is it going to be next week? So those are all important questions that you want to ask your advisor. And the reason why it's important is because, again, that comes back to building trust. You want to be able to, that if you are a better communicator via email, you want to make sure that your advisor is can communicate with you via email and in a way that that you can understand, in a way that gets your question answered. Because some advisors aren't good at email. And some advisors aren't as good on the phone as they are in email. So that's an important consideration is, having access to your advisor and how often can you have access? I recently met with a client and one of her first concerns in her initial interview with me was that her existing advisor made her feel small, made her feel that every single time she called that she felt like she was bothering her advisor. And that is absolutely wrong. Now, I'm not saying the advisor is wrong. I'm saying that situation is wrong. At the time, that advisor was not making a connection with the client. But this is a critical point. Because when you interview an advisor, you're interviewing the chief financial officer of your company, right? Because you are your company. You are the CEO of your company. This is an important hire. A hire that can make the difference between success, and failure. I I would consider that to be pretty important, wouldn't you? So think of it in terms of you hiring a chief financial officer and you're the CEO. And CEOs shouldn't feel bad about communicating with their CFOs, regardless of the medium, whether it's email, voicemail, text message. The second part of that question would be, Do you have a system in place that encourages regular communication with me? How often do you proactively reach out to me? Do you reach out to me once a year? Do you reach out to me once every five years? Do you reach out to me only in bad times? Do you reach out to me only in good times? Does the advisor have a system in place 
that encourages regular communication with you. I think that's important. Keeping that line of communication open with your advisor and not feeling bad about keeping that line of communication open is absolutely critical. Next question I would ask is, what if you do not understand something that your advisor has recommended to you or a strategy that they are wanting to implement? Can they provide clarity to the recommendations that they're making to you? Because some advisors will, and I have been guilty of this myself, try not to be, but try to be mindful of this. But there's been times where we as advisors do a terrible job and we use industry jargon. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the strategy, we don't do a good job of explaining that strategy to our clients. I certainly try to. I have a whiteboard in my office and I use it on a regular basis simply because sometimes verbal is not as good as visual. Right? Some people learn visually. Some people learn, learn verbally. So I like to do both. And being able to express the strategies to you in a way that you understand and the way that you're comfortable with will lead to implementation. And implementation ultimately may get you closer to your goal. And not using complex jargon like alphas and betas and gammas and derivatives and all those other common terminologies that are used with financial planning. What's the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? What's the difference between a whole life and universal life? And what's the difference between universal life and variable universal life? What's the difference between an annuity and a variable annuity? All those different concepts. We could talk about guaranteed minimum death benefits and guaranteed withdrawal benefits. That's all industry jargon. It's not going to do you a whole lot of good if you don't understand the concept and how it can help you. It's the advisor's job to keep your financial plan simple and to provide you with clarity. That's their job. And if they can't do that, then that advisor is not a good fit for you. So that would be the third question, is that how do you provide clarification if you do not understand a strategy or if you do not understand a recommendation? What good is a financial plan if you can't understand it? It doesn't do any good. And that is something that the advisor should be able to do is to take complex strategies, complex ideas, and explain them in a way that is understandable so that ultimately that strategy gets implemented in order to help you get closer to your financial goals. Because the last thing an advisor should be doing is wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Trust me on this. No. This is your financial plan. You are the chief executive officer of your financial plan. You need to understand it. It's the advisor's job to present that strategy or that concept to you in ways that you can understand. So we talked about three things today. Number one, what are the philosophies of that particular advisor? How are they going to advise you in good times? How are they going to advise you in bad times? Question number two. 
communication. How will they communicate with you? And certainly an important part of the advisor-client relationship. And number three, clarity, clarification. Does that advisor have the ability to explain concept topics to you so that you will understand them and implement them in your financial plan? As always, reach out to us, email us, call us. We're also available on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any additional questions from this podcast, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to discuss this all-important topic of what questions you should be asking your financial advisor. See you next time. You've been listening to the Emotional Wealth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from Lon, you can follow him on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Or visit his website at pineswealth.com. And as always, if you have any questions or ideas for upcoming podcasts, please call Lon anytime, toll-free, 800 467 6567 or email him at podcast at pineswealth.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, happy money.